This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Now let's talk about our transit strike situation. Today is one of the days where you are seeing an overtime ban by bus drivers and by CBUS maintenance workers. So there will be an impact out there. We haven't heard about a whole lot of cancellations just yet, uh, but of course there could be some delays. About 10% of bus service is expected to be impacted by that. That's just today. And that's the end of their kind of current uh, list of job action. But we also know that next week is the next level of job action. And that means Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, there is no bus service at all and no CBUS. And that is a full work stoppage by drivers and maintenance workers on those three days. They said they will resume and they'll get back to work on the Saturday But you know what? For the 350,000 people or so who take the bus and C-bus every day, that's cold comfort for those three days next week when there is no way for them to use bus service. Now, that's obviously troublesome for many people, such as students. And we've talked a lot about students the last couple of days because they're going to have to find some way to get to school. They're getting to the end of terms here. This is a critical time. They can't just miss classes. How are they going to do that? Okay, well, the other group that there's a lot of concern for are people who rely on home caretakers, Uh, like a man named Vincent Bull. He's a Vancouver man. He uses a wheelchair and he spends hours every day with his caretakers at home. They do everything. They help him bathe. They prepare meals. They even help him get in and out of bed with a ceiling transfer. And this is a huge concern for him that for three days next week, some of his care workers who do use transit are going to struggle to get to him to help him. We just managed to catch up to Vincent for a few moments before we came on air. And he told me that he has people helping him all day long. Uh, Morning, afternoon, and... uh to get me up in the afternoon and to uh, transfer me to uh, to bed for the night. And your care workers, do they come to you by transit? Is that how they come to help you? Uh, some of them come by transit. Uh, for the, my workers that don't have cars, it's <laughs> stressing me out. It must be, yeah. yeah how, because... how worried are you about this? I'm seriously worried because I'm concerned for myself and I'm concerned for the workers. Because they're, they're stressed out. I'm stressed out for physical reasons. They're stressed out on how they're going to provide uh, adequate care. Have you talked to your caretakers? Are you going to try to come up with a different plan? What are they going to do? Honestly, I haven't got the slightest idea. Oh, poor Vincent, a Vancouver man who relies on his caretakers every day, and some of them, them, some of them rely on transit, and so he's stuck. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And he said his worry level on a scale of one to ten is at eleven right now. Uh, so to find out more about other cases like Vincent, joining us now is Maria Muller, who's director of home care at the Greater Vancouver Community Service Society. Maria, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Simi. Are you hearing stories like Vincent's? Yes, um, yes, and, and we are, and this is why we are working really hard uh, and we're working closely with Vancouver Coastal Health to come up with an emergency response plan, and we're trying to identify uh, who are the workers that are driving and uh, uh, rearranging some schedules so to make sure that our clients, like Vincent Bull, will receive the care that they need, and that's they're still going to be able to get up in the morning, have their meals, medication, and uh, be safe at home. 
how many workers do you think do rely on transit to get to the places where they work? Right now, according to our uh, stat statistic, uh, 700 employees out of 700, 50% are taking buses. Okay, so that's even just 350 people who will be deeply yes. impacted by that. Yes, and uh, so we're trying to identify who are the workers that live in Vancouver, and we're going to try to make it easier for them as well not to uh, to be able to work around where they live and to be able to get to our clients around their area. And so, you know, like Vincent Boyd, if he's got any worker around his area that lives around the area, we'll probably send um, that person to him so that he doesn't lose a care. Um, and our workers will be able to also work as well. Now, there will be some delays for sure uh, for the other clients because of this, and and the ones, our worker that live outside Vancouver will definitely have a challenge on this area. Right. How big of a challenge, though, has this been for you in getting all of this worked out? Well, this is really taking us a lot of work and, um, and work with Vancouver Coastal Health, their leadership, and our leadership, our supervisors, rearranging things and schedules. Um, so that is really taking um, time out of our daily, daily operation. And so it is impacting us um, in terms of that. Now, Maria, do you think this is happening all over Metro Vancouver? I mean, or, or is it just Vancouver is the big concern? Uh, we service uh, the, the city of Vancouver. Um, so this is pretty much for our company, GVCSS. We service uh, most of our clients in Vancouver, right. and, uh, and which probably the biggest impact of this bus strike, right? Yeah, I would imagine. But I guess, are you hearing from other organizations as well? Is this something that a lot of organizations are dealing with right now? Yes, um, and uh, some of them are small organization, and uh, the, uh, the Vancouver Coastal Health as well has taken over um, another company, and uh, so we are going to be in the same boat. And um, I can imagine only that you know all the other company are in the same situation like us. Are clients feeling the stress? The clients are curious about how they're going to probably get their care. And uh, so we'd like to reassure everyone that uh, we are going to do our best to limit the impacts and try to rearrange things according to emergency response plan that uh, the special needs will still be attended to. So you have an emergency response plan. Is that something that you already had that you are going to be instituting? Yes. Um, and that is usually something that we put in place um, in situations like this um, or uh, severe weather, if we have any uh, snowstorms, things like that. Okay, so when is that going to get into place? You'll have everything ready then for next Wednesday? We are still working on a lot of them and we should be ready before Wednesday. Before Wednesday. Okay, Did, boy, yes. this, must be, this must take up a lot of time when normally you would be doing other important work. It can take some other time from us, from all of us, yes. All right, Maria, thank you very much for your time on this today. Thank you, Simi. Have a good day. You too. That's Maria Muller, Director of Home Care at the Greater Vancouver Community Service Society.